This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I am J.A. Lovelock, a barrister and an author, but most importantly, a crime junkie. Welcome to my podcast, Behind the Yellow Tape. You may recall from previous episodes how some children were killed by their evil stepmothers. These stepmothers, like Frances Kiddle, said they were avenging their unfaithful and philandering partners. However, here in this case of Anne Lawrence, she is accused of murdering her own child. But was she really guilty of such a heinous crime? Let's find out. At one time or another, Anne Lawrence was married to a Stephen Lawrence and they had a child together, a son named Jeremiah, who was also known as Jesse. When Jeremiah was four years old, Anne left her husband Stephen, taking Jeremiah with her and went to live with a Walter Hyams, with whom she was in a relationship with. All three of them lived at number two, Ebra Cottages in Tunbridge Wells. In the early morning of the 14th of April, 1866, John Allen was passing by number two Ebra Cottage on his way to work. He was startled to see a woman, known to be Anne Lawrence, running out of the cottage, covered in blood stains. She was shouting murder and go for a policeman, I will give myself up. John Allen did as he was told, and he went to fetch the constable. At the same time, he sent another neighbour, Edmund Cave, back to the cottage to find out what had happened. When Edmund Cave arrived at the cottage, he found Anne Lawrence attacking her partner, Walter Hyams. Edmund Cave went to get some more help, and with two other men, they were able to rescue Walter from Anne. Walter was taken to hospital, but his injuries were such he had to have two fingers amputated. Meanwhile, Constables Henley and May had arrived at the cottage where they took charge of the situation and to be told by Anne that Walter Hyams had killed her child. Young Jeremiah was found lying on his bed in an upstairs room with his throat deeply cut. The murder weapon, a razor, was still in his throat. Anne began screaming, I want my child. The constables told her that Jeremiah was dead. But she appeared not to believe them as she persistently told them that her child was alive and well. With that, the constables made their way back upstairs. And then they discovered a nine-month-old baby. This baby was alive and well and was born to both Anne and Walter. Right at the very start, 
Anne told the police that it was Walter Hyams who had killed Jeremiah, his stepson. So she attacked him with a billhook and a hook blade for killing her child. She said she did so in self-defence, as she thought Walter was going to kill her too. At about 6.30 on that same morning, a superintendent, Embry, arrived on the scene and he began to question Anne about what had happened. She still persisted that Walter had murdered Jeremiah and that she attacked him with every intention of killing him. Clearly not believing her story, Superintendent Embry wasted no time in arresting Anne and she was taken to Tombridge Wells Police Station for further questioning. Enough evidence came to light to enable the police to charge her with the murder of her son Jeremiah and the attempted murder of Walter Hyams. On the 20th of December 1866, Anne Lawrence's trial began. It lasted two days. She was before the court on two charges, murder and attempted murder. At trial, she pleaded not guilty to the charge of murder of Jeremiah and the attempted murder charge of Walter was dropped. In court, Anne was skillfully defended by Mr Ripton and Mr Omerud, who probed every avenue, highways and byways to try and get their accused off the charges. They desperately tried to get Anne acquitted of this murder charge. Walter Hyams gave evidence. He could only describe the frenzied attack on himself. He said he did not see and kill Jeremiah because he was asleep at the time. Neighbours also gave evidence of the little they knew about what had happened. And the two constables who were first to arrive at the cottage also told of the scene, the bloody scene they came upon. Expert witness Dr Richard Davy, who was the house surgeon at Tombridge Wells Infirmary, also gave evidence. He told the court that when he examined the body of Jeremiah and the clothes that Anne was wearing at the time of her arrest, the pattern of blood stain he had found on the dress was consistent with what he would expect from the slitting of the throat of a child and the severance of the main arteries. It took the jury three hours to find Anne Lawrence guilty. Guilty of the murder of her young child, Jeremiah. She had killed her own child. But still she persisted in her innocence. All to no avail. She even told the court that her conscience was clear. Still, on a conviction of murder, the judge sentenced her to death. After which, she was taken to Maidstone Jail, where she awaited her execution. 
The question is, did Anne Lawrence kill her own child? And if so, why would she want to do that? Remember that throughout the sorry business, she always maintained her innocence. She always says she did not kill her child and that it was Walter Hyams who had done it. And she even said her conscience was clear, and if she were to be hanged, then so be it. At one time, while waiting for her fate, she even told the governor of the jail that she had hoped the execution would be carried out. However, having maintained her innocence for so long, on the Sunday before her execution, Anne asked to see the governor, a major banister. And would you believe it? She gave him a full confession. Oh. She and Lawrence confessed that she had killed her own son, Jeremiah. She went on to say that she could not remember how she had done it because she was so enraged at the time. Jealousy caused her to be enraged. She was consumed with rage and jealousy. Jealousy over Walter Hyam's affairs with other women. And it was her wish to avenge herself for those affairs. So she killed her own son Jeremiah, blamed it on Walter, and in the hope that he would hang for it. Anne met Walter in 1864, when she was working as a servant. It was after his wife left him that Anne left her own husband, Stephen, that the couple moved in together with young Jeremiah. It was common knowledge that this relationship was not a particularly happy one. Anne and Walter were known to argue frequently, and such arguments even turned physical at times. Anne hitting Walter over the head, and so on. The fights were primarily over Walter's womanising ways, especially over the fact that he was having an affair with a young Miss Ealing, who had borne him two children. This caused no end of jealousy and rage in Anne, and sadly this culminated in her cunning plan to kill her own child and blame the murder on Walter. In the end, it didn't work. And perhaps in the end, nearing the end of her own life, she realised she was sorry for what she had done and therefore she felt it necessary to ease her own conscience. So when she told the governor of the jail that she had hope she would not be reprieved and that she wanted to and was ready to die, she most likely meant it. She also said she was sorry for having tried to incriminate Walter Hyam in this grisly crime. So on Thursday the 10th of January 1867, before a crowd of between four and 5,000 people in front of Maelstone Jail, Anne was led to the gallows, having slept well the night before. She knelt for some time in prayer before being led up onto the trap.
Although she appeared faint, she was able to retain a considerable degree of composure until the end, repeatedly saying, Jesus, have mercy. With that, and Lawrence became the penultimate woman to be publicly hanged in Britain. She was followed 16 months later by Frances Kiddo in 1868, the last woman to be publicly hanged in Britain for the murder of her stepchildren. Thanks for listening. Join us next time as we go behind the yellow tape and catch up with more episodes at btytpodcast.com as well as on all podcast platforms. From DNA testing to the Dixie Mafia, Crime Capsule brings you new stories of true crime in American history. I'm your host, Benjamin Morris. Join us for exclusive interviews with authors from Arcadia Publishing, writing the hottest books on the most chilling stories of our country's past. You can find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts or on evergreenpodcasts.com. Crime Capsule. History so interesting, it's criminal.